Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Under the Blanket. And here we are in the here and now under Miraji's blanket. And we're in New Park where we see everything is one. And it's funny, y'all, because I have a depression today. And you know me, I'm very authentic and honest. But, you know, doing this show is like a spiritual practice for me. And as I just get into the flow of this show, it's already melting away. You know, it's interesting because, you know, I like to be aware of my depression through the witness. It's like this observer. And I just use it as a leverage to lever myself into the deeper bliss who I really am. And then I see the depression as sort of just like uh, chemicals in the brain and emo- and, you know, body energy and all that. And it's not who I am. It's just my spacesuit needs a little rest is all it is. Now, um, I have a special guest with me today, Robert, who's the founder of the Order of Light, and he has experiences with extraterrestrials and so on, which he's going to get into. But for, And of course, you know, I did a previous show on this topic, but I'm going to get into what I feel about extraterrestrials. Now, I've had several contacts with UFOs, and I've, had, I've been on extraterrestrial ship, and I'm not, I might get into the details of that later, but I want to say I don't know anything. I know nothing. But my understanding of these extraterrestrials in the physical plane that travel interstellarly from other planets, and of course, I'll get it. For, so these beings, from my perspective, have been on a planet where They've went through stages of evolution similar to Earth and what we understand. And then they reached a culmination where they achieved the collective consciousness, where they became one with each other and the planet and so on. There could have been several species or one species. It doesn't matter. They reached a sort of evolutionary climax. And then at that point, consciousness, energy, technology all sort of reached a synchronicity and they were able to travel interstellarly and to other planes like the astral plane and so on. These beings, from my understanding, understand one, the law of karma, whatever you put out comes back to you. Two, the law of one, that everything is one. So they understand a basic kind of morality, the golden rule. That's like a given to them. Now, you know, some people, you know, may project human morality onto these beings, but that's okay. They're beyond that, and they really are gentle and compassionate uh, creatures. Now, there are some beings on the astral plane, like demon sort of entities that often will abduct and all that sort of stuff in a terrible way. And uh, those are the beings when people have a terrible, sometimes have a really bad abduction experience. Um, there are these demonic entities that pose as uh, extraterrestrials, but they aren't really these extraterrestrials. I'd say I recommend to my listeners, watch the movie E.T. if you want to understand what these beings are like. They're gentle, compassionate creatures. Human beings are the savages at this point. Now, Robert may disagree with me, or he may agree with me, or just a different way of explaining it. But anyway, that's my basic gist about it. But ultimately, before Robert goes into his take on it, which is, you know, just another take, uh, I want to say that these beings, the athletes, entities, the beings on other planets, all the beings of all planes are me. We are all one. Everything is one, and it's really not that big a deal. We all are this divine entity, and there's no reason to get a big ego about anything like this. So, anyway, Robert, I've talked to him before, 
and I have a great respect for him. And I, from my heart, I don't know, but I feel in my heart he's legit and he's a cool guy. So um, take it away, Robert, from the order of life. Hey, thank you so much, man. And I just want to say I absolutely agree with everything you just said. That is exactly what is going on, brother. And, you know, we are all connected and we are all in this together. And I have an amazing story that I want to share. And um, it's a new in uh, it's a new perspective on what you just said. So um, basically what happened when I was three and uh, three and a half years old. In Lower Alloway's Creek, New Jersey, um, April 21st, around 10 p.m. at night, a UFO crashed behind my house. Um, It was a life-changing experience, so I will get into some of the details of what actually happened that night and allow the listeners to hear the story for themselves. I am the CEO and founder of the Order of Light. And my documentary that I made on this has been getting attention worldwide, and it's really helping people understand that these things are real and they exist, and they do come with a message of peace and love. And when we are able to drop our egos and realize we're not the only thing in the universe, that's when the magic happens. So with no further ado, uh, it goes back April 21st, 19. 91 around 10 p.m my aunt who lived next door she witnessed something out of her bathroom window and she noticed a triangular elongated shape hovering and it had uh, blue lights going around it and a blue light coming from underneath of it and it was just hovering there completely silent over the tree line um she ran to her bedroom grabbed the phone and called my mother who lived next door. At the time, she was watching a baseball game with two of her friends. I was upstairs. Uh, My mother picks up the phone, which was in our back kitchen. She picks up the phone, and my aunt is telling her, Beth, look out the window. Look, there's something above the trees. So she's looking, and her friend that was sitting on the couch also came over. And as they are watching this thing, sparks start coming out of it. And then a white beam of light came down, hit it, and it went shooting towards the ground. My mother instantly hung up the phone and called 911. She reported that something crashed in our backyard, and that was that. So do you have any questions Actually, that you know, that is an amazing story. I do have a question related to one of the videos I saw you do. That okay. Really fascinated me. We could go back to your original story when you were three, but what amazed me even more than that story, the crash, was this video I saw you do on YouTube where you meditated and did a CE5, which for the people that don't know is where you initiate contact with these ex- extraterrestrials, which I have also done with uh, my ex. And uh, we've contacted these beings and saw them in the sky together, both seeing them. You know, so first I want to tell uh, my story and relate it to your video. So Perfect. one of my particular experiences was I was in my parents' backyard with my girlfriend at the time. And we saw like a disc, you know, the classic saucer-shaped uh, ship. Oh, yeah. That had, 
multi-colors. It had like, you know, like purple and yellow and orange. And it was just like circulating all these color, little like circle colors. And it was so beautiful. And all of a sudden it shot like we couldn't see the beam of light, but it shot some sort of unseeable energy towards us. Wow. That, like was like love light. I guess you could describe it. And I felt so loved and I felt so high from it. And it was so beautiful, you know? So we were just, and it was there for like two hours. So at a certain point when we were just so amazed by it, I was like, please like, you know, I want to try to get a film, you know? So, yeah. So I, and she's like, don't do it. They're telling me not to, <laughs> you shouldn't do that. So I was like, no, 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 no I can't help it. I'm going to do it. So I go and I put it up to the camera, up to the, the, the ship. And I see it. It's there. You know, it is there. It's not like a hallucination or a vision. I've experienced many of the astral planes and those sort of visions where you could see things that aren't, quote, unquote, there. They're on the astral plane. But this was on the physical plane. I knew that. But my camera wasn't picking up. So I'd look at it. There it is. Then shoot. look on the camera. Nothing there. And I was just, like, amazed by it. And then the beings told me, we're shutting off your camera. You're not, you're not ready to have this uh, footage. So they were purposely using their technology to shut off the camera. Well, I was a little disappointed by that because I wanted to be like, hey, look, my reasons were ego. And that's probably why they shut it off. My reasons were not to have the footage to help people or something like that, understand this stuff. My reasons were to, like, brag and say, ha, look, I got a footage of it, too. So now you guys have to believe me. Now, when yeah. I saw your video and you did a CE5, I saw you saw these ships, like, flying around and shit. And it just... I personally, in my heart, I was like, this is legit. I could see that, like, they move this way and move that way. The guy's got it on film. It looks like it reminds me of Greer's footage, you know? Greer is uh, the guy that talks. I don't, I feel that Greer is some sort of disinformation agent, but he does get the shit on film. And it's I pretty agree. impressive. And it looks similar to your stuff. So I, my question is, which is even more amazing to me than the crash stuff, is that you got it on film freaking youtube and you could see it with your eyes of footage so tell me all about your ce5 and how you captured on camera and how is it's up there man i saw it so please elaborate <laughs> on that that was the most amazing thing to me yeah even more amazing to me than the greer stuff i'm sorry because greer just comes across as like not a phony but just some sort of nsa agent so he's like, hold he's holding back he's, he's holding, holding back, back big time. he's holding back yeah, yeah. He, and he he has to you know um, but yeah, you have an excellent question and surprisingly it's not being taken down. Um, I know it's pretty amazing. Uh, it's, it's right there. And, just, you really got it on film and, they, and well, dude, just, that was amazing. and just like you said, you said that these things said it wasn't time yet. Yeah. I believe why they're letting me do this is because it is time. Oh, that's so that. I, you know, when you said it is time, I felt this place in my heart, like go bing, bing, bing. And I just felt this love. And I felt like you've been chosen by these beings to spread this message. I feel like you're almost like a, working for them or maybe you had a past life on their planet or something. So please we, continue. We all have been chosen. Oh, uh, beautiful. I, I, I believe that I'm just one of the few that chose to listen, you know, um, I've had a very hard pass after this UFO crash when I was a child. Um, so many things happened, and my family couldn't talk about it, and my mother was always ridiculed. Um, 
I lost a lot of friends and people I loved. After a while, I would share this story with them. They would call me crazy and laugh at me, and it broke my heart. Well, now, um, now you got a new friend. It's Bob, I yeah. do love. <laughs> yep, and right, I have many, you. many more. So uh, going through all of this, you know, uh, my family, we kept our mouths shut. The military was involved. They recovered it. Men in black came to my house. Uh, they hypnotized my mother. And unfortunately, you know, my mother said a lot of things in her hypnotism. And she was an abductee. And she's had encounters with these things her whole life. And she never could talk to anyone about it. And, you know, because of this, it led to life of extreme and excessive drinking and she actually drank alcohol because when she would do this these ets would not abduct her because her bloodstream was poisoned and they couldn't do the test they were doing and so the whole reason that i'm getting out there and trying to share these things with people is so no one ever has to go through what my mother and I went through, the, the laughter, the rejection. I never talked about it. I was a pastor for many years. I've done a lot of amazing things, and I just kept my mouth shut about it because the few people I would tell, they would laugh at me, and it, it broke my heart, and it broke my mother's heart. And I believe if my mother could have had a place to go like the Order of Light or listen to a podcast like what you are doing here, maybe she would have known that there's someone else out there that went through this. And unfortunately, she passed away three months ago. And then I found the articles that helped me do the documentary on the crash. After Go a the many, article if you can. Uh, the article was written by MUFON in 1991. And... They talked about it as being a helicopter crash, and in there, they talk about my mom's strange dreams, and they go into the details of saying these people's names do not want to be on record. They use the names Mrs. H, which was my aunt, Mrs. W, which is my mother, and Mrs. E, which is my mom's friend, and they just remained anonymous. There was two articles. It took me 27 years to find them, you know, and unfortunately I found these articles after my mom's passing and we never had proof. We never had proof uh, that this thing actually happened. My mother was on the local news, uh, Channel 3, KYW, Philadelphia News, and the men in black told her to say it was a helicopter. So that's exactly what she did. And she was afraid. They threatened her that if she talked about it, they would take me away. So within the articles, they talk about uh, the Air Force being called, the military, uh, the police uh, chief that was involved saying that this is something legit. Uh, the fire marshal, which was my cousin at the time. Um, our whole family was kind of involved with this and no one has came forward. I'm the first one to come forward. Well, that's wonderful, and you know, I, I really, um, I just am so feel so strongly about the story because there's so many people in UFO communities that are either phony or they are crazy, and you're a yeah, and it's like 
it's nice to meet another legit person because I was abducted. I was meditating. And it's funny because they could go into your consciousness. They don't have to physically. That's what they do. That's what they do. Right. So I was abducted in my consciousness. My astral body was uh, taken out of my physical body. So I was meditating in my physical body. And I got into a deep, deep meditation. So they took out my astral body. And my astral body was on their ship. And their ship is like beyond the astral on the physical plane because they have combined technology, consciousness, energy. It's all like a fluid thing to them. That they have transcended all these planes and they are able it's to go all anywhere, one any source. timeline. Any timeline past present. It's all one source. Right. It's all one source. They understand that. So I was on their ship and what I noticed first about their ship was that it was more real than anything I've ever experienced on the physical plane. And I'm sure listeners out there are like, whoa, the physical plane is really real. We look around and yeah. there's a tree and I stub my toe and it hurts and it's <laughs> like that's what's real. But yep. you know, when you're on these ships, at least for me, that felt more real, more true to the it's ultimately an illusion as well because the the reality is the absolute void of the source, as you call it. But yep. yes, this is like a deeper sort of reality. So I was on their ship, and what I noticed was it was metallic looking, but it looked like the skin of a frog. It looked like metallic, but skin. So it looked like it had a sense of like an animal, but also a machine. It was like so weird. And then these beings, they were tall and white. And I've uh, read on the internet, some people experience these look beings that look like this, whether they are these tall whites or they are beings posing because beings on the astral plane can pose as extraterrestrials. And that's a whole nother debate. Anyway, yep. so I saw these, and I this, I knew in my heart these were very gentle, beautiful creatures, and they weren't astral beings posing and all that kind of stuff. I just felt it, and I knew it in my heart. And they were really tall, and they were white, but they had a slight gray tint to the whiteness. And uh, it wasn't, it didn't look like human white skin, which isn't really white. It's you know peach. You know, there's not really a was albino looking. But, like, it didn't look like human skin. It looked kind of translucent and this little gray tinge to it. And then their eyes were huge. Like, you imagine in the, the TV shows and, the, you know, there's gray aliens with the eyes they have everywhere. But they weren't, like, the grays. They were they had these big eyes with this white and this little tinge. And then in their eyes were all these colors that I've never seen on the spectrum of colors. And it was all these swirls and fractal light. And it was like the most beautiful eyes I've ever seen, even more beautiful than my guru's eyes, which are human eyes. It was the most beautiful eyes I've ever seen. And I just got lost in their eyes. So then a, like a sort of like TV screen went on their ship and they took me through an amazing tour of the galaxy. And I saw nebulas and I saw black holes and I saw all this beautiful stuff. And then I got to the point wow. where I got scared. Because they showed me planets <laughs> exploding from sort of like nuclear devices. And then I saw planets where everybody was dying of some sort of starvation. They showed me planet after planet that were just failing. And I was like, oh, God, is that what's happening to Earth? It's, it looks like that's going to happen to Earth. I was freaking out. I love this planet so much, and I don't want to see it go there. And then yeah. they started like having a sort of laughter, like, like dude, lighten up. Like, and then they told me, they were talking, actually, in English, but they told me in these like telepathic, sort of like non-word messages. It was never word spoken. It was just like, and I was like getting all they're saying. So I don't know what their language is or how to explain it other than that. 
So they told me that they have chosen Earth as sort of like a special planet that they they monitor. They, they, a safe that haven. We're talking about. Well, let me just finish. They're they're monitoring everything that goes on this planet, sort of like an ant farm. And at least this species is is looking at it like that. They're like there are other species that might be interested in our planet for different reasons, but I'm not gonna get into that. So these plant this they monitor everything we do, and they're sort of like guardians and protectors. And they will allow our planet to reach the same stage that these other these extraterrestrials have reached, a culminating point where we become a planet with one mind and one heart, and every human body is like fingers and toes of the same organism, a collective consciousness, kind of like Star Trek, the Borg, except not like a mean collective. It's like a peaceful, benevolent one that we will as human beings, it's our destiny to reach this. And maybe we already have, and we are in the future, and visiting ourselves, who knows, right? So, yeah, there's like all kinds of amazing things about it. So, so anyway, they told me that, and they also told me that there are elite people on our planet that are aware of their species. They didn't tell me the details about that, and they said they didn't tell me the timing of when this awakening would happen, but it's occurring now. But the culminating point when we break through the ego and realize our oneness will happen in my lifetime. So it could be when I'm 80 or it could be in 10 years or it could be today, I hope. But anyway, all that was going on and it was beautiful. And I later I researched UFO stuff related to this and there was a sighting, which I'll get, you'll, you'll get your chance. I'm going like, there was a sighting at a nuclear base that's well-documented and released through the Freedom of Information Act where many, many military officials saw all these UFOs flying around, beautiful lights and all that, and it was really legitimate. And at the same time the sighting was occurring, the nuclear base's weapons were shut off. You know, and <laughs> the UFOs left, the nuclear base's weapons were turned on. You know, there's all kinds of theories about why that happened. The official story <laughs> of the military is that they hallucinated and that yep. it's a coincidence. <laughs> that off. It's just it happened to show. That's the, of course that's not very story. Like yep. the helicopter thing, the same thing. Almost almost done. So, you know, that's an official story. My perspective is that was the species I met. The species I met. If there was ever someone out there like Trump or King Jong Il or the Chinese or whatever that pushed the nuclear button, they would prevent a mass extinction event. And that's their main purpose. Is that we have so much nuclear weapons and there's climate change and all kinds of things going on. They will prevent any mass extinction event because we are destined to reach this culminating point. So that's all I got to say about that experience. Now you take it away, Robert. Great. I want to touch on a lot of the things you said. First, starting about the nuclear plant. Where I lived and this crash happened was very close to a nuclear plant. Very close. We had the sirens in our town. And yes, these things are very interested and man-made energy and natural energy. And like you said, they are monitoring everything that's going on to make sure that we don't destroy ourselves because they have a lot invested within our species and we are all connected and this planet is a safe haven of sorts. And uh, you are absolutely correct. And those beings that you saw they are actually known as the tall whites. My mother had encounters with these tall whites and another species called the blues and some Palladians and the little 
uh, gray guys that kind of look like mongooses. They're very small. They're just kind of like the worker bees. They help everyone oh, wow. else out. Um, just blow my mind. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, she um they she called them the tall whites because of your description. They're one of the oldest species. Dude, I actually read an article where someone was describing the tall whites. I think it's more common than I realized. Wow. You know, oh there, yeah. This article, my experience. They must be. They must be contacting a lot of people. Oh yeah, absolutely millions. Uh, it's just only some listen or choose to believe their subconscious. Like you said, they took you on a spiritual plane. When we go to sleep, we are activating the DMT, which allows our spiritual plane to go to other places. So the thing is, they are showing people, but people think it's just a dream and they pass it off when they are really screened memories. That's what it's all about. They're they're doing it to everyone. It's just only some are, you know, humbled enough to accept these things and try to have an open mind and actually believe them, which is no one's fault. We have grown up in a society, as you mentioned, where this stuff has been suppressed because once you tap into this source, you are able to do great things. And people that are able to do great things, in some people's eyes, are very dangerous. And it's all about the subconscious plane because there lies more information about who we are than what we gain from watching TV or reading articles on the internet. The best answers are found within ourselves. And this did take place next to a nuclear plant. And that meditation CE5 video you saw, I went back to the same location. Those things you see flying are flying above a nuclear plant, which is a no-fly zone. Keep that in mind. That's a huge, huge – that's something I left out because I felt it was irrelevant because I caught them on camera. What else do I need? You know, I felt like I didn't need to validate myself more there. Um, but – yeah, man, I believe these. All right, this... so we're reaching near the end of the show. Oh, yep. uh, Soon, and we'll, we could we could always do a couple more episodes because I'm sure we could talk about this for hours. Oh uh, yeah. My shows are a certain length. So before we go, I want to end with uh, my second UFO encounter. So I was with Elise, and this is when I did. I was reading about the CE5 that Greer was talking about. Yeah. I was like, hey, you know what? I'm gonna try a CE5. So we sat. And I contacted my guru. I used my guru, Maraji, Nimpro Baba, uh, who is a, a human being that has achieved a high level of consciousness and died in the 70s. But even though he left in his body, you could still, uh, from beyond your body, uh, have devotees and some. So he's like a teacher of sorts to me. Yeah. And uh, ultimately, like I, I did the, you know, I basically just sent out the message into the universe that I want, I want to really. Because I had a UFO experience before, but I wanted to, like, know that, it, no, no, no. I was like, yeah, I know, but I don't, but it was one experience, and it was so quick. I want something more, and I want another, and it was big for me to have another person see it. Not just me see it alone, which my first UFO experience was me seeing it alone. So I did this. Five minutes later, after this meditation, I saw beautiful ships that were in the distance so they appeared like on your video just like they seemed wow. like glowing dots and what that's they saw, awesome. but i knew it was a ship i just knew and it was just like for half a second hover and then it shot up and it just straight up at an uh-huh. incredible speed like shoosh and then I, over the course of like an hour i saw seven of them 
Elise Olsen wow. or three. And we arose weeping because we we just when we kept saying we are not alone, we are not alone. Because there's something deep in the core of our human species that is like so feels so isolated as a species. And it's we're true. So not aware that there are the other beings out there. And that yep. feeling that you're not alone as a human, that there are other beings out there that have gone through these processes. It's just so unbelievably connecting. Like you said, everything's connecting. So um, before we go, uh, you know, maybe a minute to sum up what you have to say, like maybe promote Order of Light or something. How can they find you on the Internet? Yes. So if you go to YouTube, Robert Earl White, or you search Order of Light, my videos come up on Facebook. We have a group. It's called The Order of Light. Uh, make sure to check it out. Order of Light, we are filled with amazing people that are just trying to help people who have had many experiences. We believe by all coming together and sharing our experiences and our light and our truths, we can all come together and understand what's going on more. Uh, it's a all disclosure right. Thank you all for listening, and thank you, Robert. This has been Under the Blanket with your host, Baba Here Love. Remember, be here now. Jay, Neem Baba Maraji.